How can you reduce taxes, IRMA, net investment income tax, and required minimum distributions when you've got too much money in your tax-deferred retirement account? And just how much Roth conversion should you do? That's today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 423. Plus, can you contribute to a Roth by transferring stocks in kind? If the check you send off to pay your estimated taxes isn't cashed before the deadline, is it late? How to secure 2.0 impact 529 plans? And is 529 better than Roth IRA for college savings? Finally, the fellas spitball a 401k in-plan Roth conversion and retirement account consolidation strategy. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. We got Dear Andy, Big Al, and Yo Joe. Raving fan here, writing in from Idaho. (laughs) All right. Love, love, love your weekly podcast. You three are awesome, and I look forward to your banter and laughs every week. Yes, I have another one of those pesky Roth conversion questions. Here's our situation. Husband is 67. I'm 63. I retired two years ago. Hubby is 90% retired from a small business. We spent the last two years unraveling our life in San Diego. Oh, okay. It's backyard. Yeah. Or front yard. Yeah. It's, it's here. Right? Yard. Well, yeah, we're in <laughs> right, the kitchen. Right now. Uh, in rebuilding a new life in Idaho. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, we just finished building our retirement home, and we also bought a small farm. Uh, that is owned free and clear. Our annual living expenses is around $80,000 in current dollars. Hubby just started taking Social Security $24,000 a year. He calls it his whiskey and shotgun shell money. Ooh. Boom, hubby. <laughs> I want to hang out with hubby. You know, you know, some whiskey and shoot some guns. I'm thinking maybe Idaho is a good place oh, for you then. Look at Idaho. Yeah. I don't plan to take Social Security until at least 67. That's $40,000 a year. Or at each 70, it's 50K a year. Uh, Once that happens, most of our living expenses will be covered by Social Security. Until then, we are living on savings and dividends. Neither of us have pensions. Uh, We met with our financial planner last year, confirmed that we have plenty of money, and he even suggested we take a stab at spending more. Okay. All right. Like many, our issue is we have too much in the traditional IRA. And we'd like your spitball to whether our plan outlined below makes sense. Here's our current portfolio. We've got a traditional IRA, $2.1 million. Brokerage account, $1.3 million. Roth IRA, $220,000. HSA, $175,000. Simple IRA, $130,000. Inherit an IRA of a $1 million. Total portfolio, $4 million. $100,000 on the inherited IRA. Uh, I stand corrected. What did I say? A million. A million. Nah. Um, Okay. We are planning to start Roth conversions this year. Our taxable income will be around $90,000. We're thinking of converting around $185,000 to keep us under the $250,000 AGI. Our thinking is we'd like to avoid the net investment income tax. Also, since my RMD with the Secure 2.0 has been pushed out to age 75, we have a few more years to work on reducing that potential RMD. We're thinking we'll convert about $600,000 in the next three years. Then after that, we'll continue doing conversions, but in smaller amounts. Does this seem like a logical approach? Are we overthinking the impact of net investment income tax? We have funds in our brokerage account to pay the taxes, but we don't want to overdo conversions either. 
Our goal is not to convert all to IRAs, just enough to achieve a better balance between these types of accounts. We have no children, so we can spend every penny we have. We have three hunting dogs, two German short-haired pointers, and one Boykin Spaniel. Boykin? I guess. All right. So it says. My husband. Oh, there it is. I knew it was coming up. Ford F-150. <laughs> it's got shotgun and whiskey. Oh, I can see that. And it right? says big surprise. Oh, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah, right. Kelly. And I drive a swanky 2022 <laughs> Lincoln Navigator. Oh, wow. That's sexy. Yeah, that's totally cool. Oh, look at Kelly that, in Idaho. That brand new Idaho. Yeah. yeah. That Navigator. You got it. That was my stab at spending more money. I sold my 2013 Toyota Highlander commuter car with 220,000 miles. And I just wrote a check for the new Navigator. That was a new experience, and it felt great. I don't drink often, but when I do, my drink of choice is an ice-cold margarita on the rocks with salt. And I'm happy to say we found some great Mexican joints here in Idaho, so it keeps us from being homesick from San Diego. Thanks for all you are doing in keeping your short informative and entertaining. You are helping so many of us create a brighter financial future. All the best, Kelly. Well, congratulations, Kelly. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay. Got a conversion question. Yeah. But here's here's the deal. Two and a half million dollars. They want to convert six hundred thousand dollars in the next three years. Two times four is eight. 80 some and they're going to the 250 mark 250 is going to be in what tax bracket that's in the 24 percent bracket yeah i like that number um i would convert yeah to the 24 percent tax bracket well she's saying should i stop in the 24 percent because i don't want to pay net investment income but they have 220 no hold on they have 1.3 million dollars in Roth, so net investment income tax so if they're selling anything in the brokerage account they have to pay a capital gains rate. Yeah, or dividends and interest. And so yeah, got that too. Then there's another 3.8% tax on top of whatever is subject to capital gains. Yeah. And I it, would say it's probably going to be somewhat minimal. Yeah, right. I, I, here, here's what I would do. I would, I, I get your point, and it's a good point because once you get above $250,000 of just a gross income, you've got to pay an extra 38 percent tax on your on your passive income including interest dividends capital gains rental income and and the like so then it's if you could keep it under that you can avoid that tax but the way i would think about it maybe even see what happens is if you take it to the top of the 24 percent bracket which is a lot higher just add that net investment and net investment tax in there and see what the tax rate is and compare that to your future rate you might actually want to go to what is it 360 this yeah year? but you gotta also compute irma in there too because right they're 62 years old yeah true but that's not going to happen for well it's going to happen i mean so it's 65 it's 65 so they're okay this year yeah they're okay this year yeah good point so that's another one because here's here's my point they don't have any kids right it's just going to be shotgun shelly and kelly <laughs> uh, Shotgun Kelly and Shelly. Um, hubby. I just called, just called him Shotgun <laughs> Shelly. Shelly. Driving that Ford F-150, drinking a little Jack Daniels. Okay, $2.1 million. So $80,000 is the conversion. I mean, is the RMB, right? Yeah. Although by the time they turn 75, it'll be probably more than double that because they're 
62. Oh, there's oh, okay. So you're saying that 2.1 is going to grow. So there's 62 RMDs in 13 years. That could be, it could be five, could be 4 million, four, four, five. Yeah. Or it could be 2 million too. So <laughs> on the low end, it's eight. It could be $160,000. Their other income is how much? Well, their tax income is 90 this year. So I guess you add 25,000 for standard deductions. So it's probably call it 110, 120. Okay. And then, so you add another 160 on that or 100. Yes. So it's 220. Yeah, somewhere in there. So you, you just got to look at what tax bracket that you're in now, where, what you're going to be in the future. The, the, the Jobs Cuts and Tax Act or the Tax okay. Cuts and Jobs Act. Yes, thank you. Yeah. The 2026, that's coming right around the corners. So, I know. You know, so you, all, you, you got a couple of years until the, the low tax rates expire. So <clears throat> I would look at net investment income tax, add that back in if you wanted to go to the top of the 24. Right, maybe you just blow it out. Go to the top of the twenty-four percent tax bracket, pay the tax, get that money into a Roth, and then look at it each year. Yeah, and I, say, okay, well, here we're getting close to a Medicare age. I want to look at the Irma tax, the net investment income tax, and you put all those other added things that happens when you increase your AGI, and you put that in the pool, and then that's and then you, you put that with the tax, and you add that together to see what tax rate that is. Sure. So you put your marginal tax rate, the Idaho's tax rate, plus whatever add-ons for higher IRMA and the net investment income tax. And then you calculate it out to say, all right, well, is this going to be a lower rate still than where we're heading in the future? And if it's still a lower rate, you convert. If it's a higher rate, you don't. Yeah. That sounds complicated the way you explained it. I know. <laughs> but that is the correct answer. Sorry. All right. Yeah. Just kind of babbled on there. <laughs> It's all good. I mean, that is the right answer. So uh, thank you, Kelly. And tell Shotgun Shelly. <laughs> he's he's and, got a new nickname. And Kelly, I would say any of this that you're considering is fine. Stopping at 250 is fine. Doing nothing is still fine. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're in great Buy shape. another navigator. <laughs> Buy more whiskey. <laughs> Play some golf. Right. Get some more bullets. If you're getting body slammed while wrestling with your taxes, check out Tax Takedown, the latest episode of the YMYW TV show, and download the companion guide, both in the podcast show notes. Get basic training on important tax filing dates, deductions, brackets, and limits. Get your game on by learning to maximize your retirement plans and stay in the game with tips to pin your taxes to the mat with asset location, Roth conversion, and capital gain strategies. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app and watch Tax Takedown and download the companion guide right there in the podcast show notes just before today's episode transcript. All right. Hi, Joe, Big Al, and Andy. Just a great show in my hands-down favorite podcast. Driving a 2014 Nissan Murano. Moreno? Murano. Murano, I believe. Murano. That I love. And the drink of choice is a Mick Ultra. An occasional Bloody Mary. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I'm 68 years old, retired, and usually do not have any earned income, which would allow me to make Roth IRA contributions. This year, I have about $8,000 in earned income and want to make a Roth contribution in that amount. I'd like to move my stocks in kind value at eight grand from my brokerage account to my Roth IRA so I don't have to sell the shares, creating a capital gain to generate the cash to deposit in the Roth. My question is, can I transfer the stock in kind to the Roth IRA as a contribution, or do I need to sell the shares to generate the cash to make the contribution? I know I could 
just put the $8,000 I'm earning into a Roth IRA, but I'm trying to move brokerage stock in kind so that I can avoid paying the capital gains on transfer. Thanks, GDO. 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 And GDO is from Delco, which I looked up. It turns out that's Delaware County, Pennsylvania, which is the blue collar suburb of South Philly. South Philly. Oh, cool. GDO. Yeah, I could. GDO and Delco. I could say all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, that's what GDO yeah. might stand for. Yeah, well, GDO, um, you have to sell the shares. When when you when you do a Roth contribution, you you have to, it has to be after tax money. So the fact that you bought stocks that is after tax money, but there's a gain. You have to sell the shares first. The only way you can transfer in kind is when you do a Roth conversion. So that's a little different. That's taking IRA money and converting it to a Roth. That's okay. But if it's money outside a retirement plan, you got to sell the stocks. You got to pay the tax. And by the way, it's not. There's limits on what you can give. It's it's uh, seventy five hundred dollars if you're over fifty. It's sixty five hundred dollars if you're under fifty. You cannot put more than that in a Roth for a Roth contribution. If you do, you get penalized, uh, and uh, uh, and that's an annual penalty that can add up over time. Yeah, so you can't put in the eight grand. No, seventy five hundred GDO. That's your number this year. Seven five zero zero, and you have to pay the tax. Yeah, but if your if your income is eight grand, you're not going to pay the tax because your capital gains rate is zero. True. Because you're if but, you're in but, the 12% tax bracket or lower, which is if GDO is was it is he married or is he single? Doesn't say. All right. Well, but, but, but he also says eight thousand is earned income. So he might have other income too. If he's got uh let's see, taxable income rate of under forty five thousand dollars. Um, there would be no capital gains rate. And if you are married, it's roughly $90,000. I'm rounding a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you can also add the standard deduction, which makes so it's 120,000 if you're married yeah. and another probably what? Yeah. 60. Yeah. Yeah. So good point. The, the point is you don't pay capital gains tax if you're in the 10 or 12% tax bracket. So check that out. They're different if you're married versus single. Uh, your state may or may not follow that same rule. Ours doesn't. So there is no free lunch on this, on our state, California, but um, some states probably do. Um, hope that helps. We got Judy from San Diego. She's asking for a favor. Okay. Can I ask a favor? Can you ask your boys what is the best way to pay estimated taxes? What did, uh, did she send this to you, Andy? She texted me, yes. So How does she have your cell number? So it's somebody you know. Because we talk gardening. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she had me over so that I could uh, check out her amazing gardens. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. Hey, they offer an iOS app. Send a check or on their website. I'm wondering if it makes a difference. Um, if I mail a check and they don't cash it for a month, is that a late payment? Yeah, so this is in reference to paying estimated taxes to the federal government. Or as long state. as the federal, I mean, as long as the check is dated, right? Yeah. So, so the way it works is, I don't know what's in the iOS app, but um, most people either mail in a check or pay it on the website. That's I pay it on the website. It's just simpler. If you mail a check, the date it's postmarked counts yeah. as the date. So, if you really need a few more days float, then you know April fifteenth. <laughs> You know, go ahead and mail that check. Make sure it gets postmarked, though. You may have to stand in line with everyone else. Just 
taking their tax returns in at 11 o'clock at night at the post office to get that done. But yeah, that, that works for me. I like the website. Here's why, because it's easy. It's quick. I get an email confirmation. I, I, you know, it's really easy to find what I paid just by doing search through my email. That, that's what I like to do. I agree. The 2023 tax planning guide contains all the important details you need to know before you file your taxes, a checklist of items that'll help you get prepared for the next tax season and strategic tax planning moves that can help you reduce your tax liability. The tax planning guide is free courtesy of YMYW and available now in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Just click the link in the description of today's episode to get there. If you've got money questions, comments, suggestions, or requests of your own, click Ask Joe and Big Al on air in the podcast show notes and send them on in because this show would not be a show without you. Hi, I listen to various financial podcasts and different podcasters have given different answers to this question. Well, you're going to get another different. <laughs> we probably will have another. Yeah, you're right. Uh, question one. Do you think savings for kids college 529 is a good idea? We are California residents. Uh, yes, I think saving into a kid's college 529 plan is a good idea. I think it's a fantastic idea. 100% tax deferred. It will be tax-free on distribution to pay for higher education. And and if you have more than one kid, if one kid doesn't use it, you can transfer beneficiaries to another person, uh, even to a grandchild. So yeah, I, I like that a lot. Love it. Um, or is it better to save the same amount of dollars in my Roth IRA instead of my 529? No. Um... I think, well, I see the logic there uh, because if you don't need the 529 plan, you can save it into the Roth IRA and it's for your education. I mean, it's for your retirement. Um, if you do need the Roth for higher education, you can take FIFO tax treatment. And if you're under 59 and a half, um, it's tax free to you. You just can't touch the earnings. A Roth IRA is not going to hurt your, you know, um, I was going to say FICO scores. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it's not your FICO scores. It's um, FAFSA. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, coming up. Federal aid. Fa- yes. FAFSA. FAFSA. Yeah. FAFSA. You, you haven't had to do that yet. Fa- not yet. <laughs> uh, if the, Okay. So uh, question three, if the kid end up having a large five, if the kid um, has a large 529 savings, will that prevent him from getting scholarships and federal aid students if need be? Sure. Yeah. It's going to be assessed in the FAFSA form. <laughs> it's uh from my understanding it it's a factor it, it's it's not necessarily a huge factor but it is a factor certainly merit-based scholarships there's no impact at all we're talking about financial aid is where it could be a factor uh does secure 2.0 affect 529 program uh yes v- very lightly yeah yeah <laughs> right i think it's it's a it's more hype than and there's more sizzle than steak there. <laughs> So that you can transfer uh, up to the contribution limits that year into from a um, 529 plan into a Roth IRA. You have to have earned income. The account has to be open for 15 years. You can't use any contributions or earnings for the last five years. Uh, you can only do right now it's $6,500 per person or $7,500 uh, if you're over 50, right? And there's a $35,000 limit lifetime. So it's, uh, yeah. and it's not even available for a few years, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there's good points in all of this that I, I like the 529 plan. I have uh, money in a 529 plan. 
I never thought I would say that. <laughs> I was just, I was kind of surprised. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. I was just, and you're not going to use it for golf academy. <laughs> no, well, maybe. Yeah. Um, and, and I used to have 529 plans. I, I like them. I, I get the logic on the Roth IRA and there's some merit there. It's just that, I don't know, just the, the way the, it's hard to get money to Roth. It's easier to get money to a 529 plan. Yeah. I'd rather take a loan to pay for kids' education than to take money from my Roth. Yeah, but I guess if you're thinking this is what's going for the kids' education and you get into a Roth, you got a bunch of money. I mean, there's exceptions to what we're saying, but I think in general, I'd rather use a 529 plan. Uh, thanks and look forward to hearing to the answers on the podcast. Uh, you should consider doing Zoom classes online for the folks who are not local to the San Diego area. Uh, we do a TV show, George. It's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Yeah, it's kind of like a class. Yeah, kind of. You can find it on YouTube. And yeah. we do we do webinars. Yeah, online. All right. Well, maybe I'll I'll consider that for George. Uh, thanks for the question, Bud. Hello, gents. Currently unemployed, early fifties, six hundred thousand dollars into a four hundred one k plan, hundred grand in a Roth, four hundred thousand in a brokerage, with all taxes paid. No important bills other than food and beer. Perfect. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> that's an important bill. <laughs> yeah, put a little golf in there, and that's my. It's my budget. So there's there's no rent needed, or maybe yeah. I guess house is sprinkler, maybe. I like to do number one, do a 401k in plan Roth conversion to move fifty thousand for this year, minimizing the tax hit. Then number two, roll my 401k to IRAs to consolidate all accounts at one financial institution, and also provide greater investment flexibility. Got some questions? Okay. Okay, would my new rollover IRA have same protections, creditors, et cetera, as my current 401k? Uh, depends on what state he lives in. Where's Maine. Steve from Maine? Maine. This would be a great question for an attorney in Maine. I can tell you in California, there are certain protections of taking IRA money into a 401k. It's the first million, million and a half. But I, I guess it is a criminal versus liability uh, yeah you know that's, because then that's where it gets a little bit true dicey depending on the state but if you roll money from a 401k into an IRA and this is depending on state the same protections apply because those monies were seasoned in a 401k yeah if it's below a certain level for that state if if Maine even has such a thing Correct. which we we don't know you like this we're just striking out it's awesome awesome <laughs> this whole show is Spitballing and we're doing the best. It's like, can. oh my god, just a couple of morons just 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 making up stuff as we go. Uh is it risky to have all my retirement money in one custodian? Uh no. Yeah, I agree with that. Doesn't matter. Should I wait another year and roll over another fifty thousand in plan Roth conversion for next year? Uh before rolling the 401k into an IRA. Thanks. Why does he want to do an in-plan? conversion versus just doing moving everything into an IRA and then converting to a Roth IRA. Yeah. Well, I guess he's, he's unemployed, so he can do that. He can take it out of the 401k and put it into an IRA. But if, right, okay. And so you could do a Roth conversion from your IRA, which is simpler anyway. It, it's a lot simpler in an IRA. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, I mean, if you're 50 and working, you, you, you probably can't, cannot do an in-service withdrawal yet. And so it's, but you're, you, you say you're unemployed. So this is, this is an old plan, which means you could roll it anytime you want. It's easier to do a Roth conversion from IRA to Roth IRA than it is from 401k to in-plan uh, 401k. But 
I would move the money from the 401k into an IRA. Yeah, that's for consolidate. Sure. That's what yeah. you wanted to do. But, but and then but, you do your conversion from there. But check with your attorney in Maine and find out if you get the same protection. Yeah, I don't know what 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 Steve do. He's drinking beer. He wants food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not, not too much likelihood to be sued. I don't know. Is he going to get sued for something? Does he? Yeah. I mean, are you worried about getting sued? Right. If that's keep it in the four hundred one k. Yeah. In Maine, IRAs are exempt only to the sum of fifteen thousand dollars, or to the extent reasonably necessary for the support of the debtor and any dependents. Okay, well, that's what we read off of Google, but still, still check with an attorney. Though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would. Um, yeah, I don't know. If if you're worried about it, then keep it in the four hundred one k plan. Yeah. But if you want consolidation, then move it into the IRA. Yeah, I I would say. I don't know. I mean, so who who should be worried about this? I mean, like, let's say you were a doctor and you had several cases that went south and you're afraid a lawsuit might come up. Yeah. Or, or maybe you're just in a, a, a the kind of doctor where things, you know, don't necessarily go 100% just because it's kind of risky surgery. And maybe you keep it in the 401k just for that extra protection. On the other hand, if you're just. If you're like, yeah, have your own practice, doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you're just if you're at, at Joe, Sharp, Joe, yeah, show worker <laughs> at uh, at Target. Yeah, you have your own practice, and you're you know you're in a litigious type of industry, right? Maybe you're a contractor, contractor or something. Yeah, subcontractor, and you're not so sure about that one job you did 20 years ago, uh, <laughs> or even two years ago. Yeah, but yeah, the the real answer. <laughs> that's the second question we've done where we said the real answer is talk to someone else. Talk to someone else. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> talk to talk to a, an estate planning attorney in Maine. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll give you the most correct answer. There's got to be a better podcast that you can start <laughs> listening to where you would actually find the right answer. True. All right, uh, that's it for us, folks. Thanks a lot for joining. Um, bring your questions in, um, and we'll see you again next week. Show's called Your Money One. Spousal pet names and Idaho in the derails at the end of the episode, so stick around. And hey, thank you to everyone who has recommended YMYW to a friend. That is absolutely the best way to help us grow the show is by telling someone about it, and we appreciate it when you do. You can also help new listeners find YMYW by leaving your honest reviews and ratings for Your Money, Your Wealth in Apple Podcasts and any other podcast app that accepts them. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 to schedule your free financial assessment in person at one of those seven offices we've got around the country or online at a date and time convenient for you no matter where you are. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals at Pure will be able to identify strategies that will help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. Hubby. That just warms my heart when you know, hubby, hubby and sweetie and cookie. Uh, yeah, yeah. What do you call your, your spouse? Uh... Spouse, Rose, <laughs> the wife. <laughs> yeah, no, I just call her Rose, Rosie. You don't say like sweetie or dear or no. anything like that. No. Hun, maybe hun. Sometimes. Well, you've only, you've been married only a year, so that'll that'll change. It feels like feels like decades. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling I you. I think. What do I do? I, 
honey sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I have another one of those. Okay. My hubby. If she ever called me hubby, though. I'd you you like, would like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what does she call you? Call no, wife, no. wifey? Yeah, she calls me uh, Joe. Just the man. First name? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna ask. Oh, what, Stud! What, can you change the baby? Yeah, it's Stud. Uh, I don't think that's the truth. Uh, um, good friend of mine bought a place in Idaho as well. From here, from San Diego, was that Cordelaine or Boise? Uh, it's Idaho, <laughs> somewhere in the states. Yeah, it's a very nice place in Idaho. Yeah, um, okay. And uh, yeah, he really enjoys it there. Yeah, yeah. 